Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply at LifeMD.com. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications through LifeMD? LifeMD is now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. You just take your shot. It doesn't feel like you're on a diet. What I wasn't expecting it to do was to shut off the food noise. This was life-altering, and if I can do it, I feel like anybody can do it. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. This episode of Writing Excuses has been brought to you by our listeners, patrons, and friends. If you would like to learn how to support this podcast, visit www.patreon.com slash writing excuses. Season 17. Episode 44. This is Writing Excuses. Bodies, why? Part 2. Working through disability. 15 minutes long. Because you're in a hurry. And we're not that smart. I'm Mary Robinette. I'm Chelsea. I'm Fran. And I'm Howard. So this week, we're going to be talking about writing through disability. Fran, tell us what that means. Well, one of the conversations that has been happening of late is um, writing while disabled. And what that means particularly for writers who um, have either previously not talked about disability because they did not want to meet um, the terrible face of being told that they shouldn't or couldn't do something that they really wanted to do. But also um, people are talking a lot more about what it means to be creative and to work through pain, to work through um, being marginalized, to work through the all of the, the attendant, um, th- even just the medical appointments and how do you schedule your, your craft around doctors or not doctors as sometimes the case is. Um, how do you schedule craft around illness in this day and age of post-pandemic, we are 
um, a lot of us learning more and more about how to operate in the world in using different methodologies and different schedules. And I think that it's really important to talk about writing and health in general, but writing and disability in specific, because it can impact um, both creativity and um, how your work is uh, scheduled with within the profession. So it's worthwhile talking about that. It's also important to talk about how, um, in some cases, different kinds of disabilities can impact how you perceive different things at different times. So we're going to talk a little bit about pain. We are going to talk about um, mental aspects as well. And um, we're going to talk about agency because disability and, and autonomy and agency are sort of the same topic a yep. lot of the time. And, and for, for our listeners who are thinking, but what does it, how is this episode going to be useful to me? I'm, I'm not disabled. Um, there's, there's two things that I want to say. One is uh, you are not disabled currently. Um, and the, the second thing is you know someone who is, and this will give you a better frame for being a better friend to that person. So, can I open with an anecdote from gosh, the I think it was just the day before yesterday. Um, at Gen Con, I drew eight hours a day for four days straight and cramped, exhausted, bruised, whatever the interstitial tissues in my hand to the point that I couldn't hold a pen anymore. And this is not the first time I've done this because I'm an idiot. Um, but we decided, you know, we're going to take a week off, took a week I'm off. It wasn't getting better. Actually, Howard, I'm going to walk you back on, I'm an idiot because you, you did this because this is your job. And this was a choice that you made for what you wanted to do, which is a legitimate choice. Oh yeah, it, it is. And it's, um, so I was, I'm just I was say, being humorously self-deprecatory, not genuinely self-deprecatory, right. um, if that helps at all. Point is, I went to the the hand clinic. Okay, they're the specialist for you know hands and elbows and shoulders, and I check in and I check in you know on my phone. I get to the front desk and they say, oh, new patient here. And they hand me a clipboard with a page full of check boxes and little fine lines. Can you fill this out, please? And I <laughs> held my hand up and said, I can't currently write. No. And she said, well, um, just do it left-handed. Now, the rest of the story is, is me showering myself with praise for not unloading there at the counter because I had big thoughts. I did, however, unload on Twitter. and But circling back around, I'm at the hand clinic and they have a clipboard that they expect people to write on, all patients. And hey, if it's shoulder pain, maybe you're fine. But if it's hand pain, it's not. How was I supposed to work through this? What the nurse said was, well, can you just do it left-handed? And so I did it left-handed with a Sharpie and deliberately made an enormous mess of it uh, so that they'd have to cope. 
Um, but me discovering that I needed to get medical care, I was up against a thing, up against a hurdle that was difficult to clear because of the very thing I'm trying to get care for. Ouch. Yep. Yep. It sounds like me trying to get ADHD medication. Um, <laughs> so, Chelsea. I, I had a thing that I wanted to say, and that was, you know, both, it's to both. Like, this doesn't apply to me. I'm not disabled. And then the idea of the cram, where you do a lot of work in a short time, which is not bad. It's not bad. I'm not going to say that anybody was bad for doing it. But what I want to point out is we don't know, a lot of people don't know what normal really is because our culture pushes us to work to exhaustion and calls that normal. And it should not be. Um, basically, we are always talking about how, you know, if you aren't pushing yourself 110% every day, you're kind of a chump. Um, no. Let's let's do a like let's do a seized it degrees kind of job for a little while and see if this actually balances our lives a little bit better. Because if you are maximum thrust all of the time, you are going to need a break. And if you don't schedule that leisure, your body will do it for you. Truth. This is why we have supply line issues is because <laughs> of things running at maximum capacity with no room for anything to go wrong. And uh, and when that happens, when your body is the supply line, supply chain, things that you, you have some follow through issues. Yes, Fran. I, I'd like <laughs> I'm like dutifully raising my hand. I really want to second and echo Chelsea's point about people not knowing what normal really is. And this is something that disabled people and able-bodied people can share that experience. Um, in, in some cases, quite literally, um, my, my, anecdotal story. Lots of people see my the braces that I wear on my hands and they're silver rings. Um, I am one of those people that firmly believes that um, accommodations and devices should be allowed to be beautiful. We shouldn't be trapped in the ugly medical world of, of gray and plastic. Um, but I wear braces on my fingers. They're made by Charlottesville, Charlottesville Ring Splint Company. They're outstanding devices for people with rheumatoid arthritis as well as EDS, which is what I have. Um, but when I was being treated for uh, two dislocated shoulders and I had pinched a nerve in one, I was seeing an occupational therapist and she noticed that I was bracing oddly with my hands um, and suggested these ring splints um, for me. And I tried them. I tried a, a basic model first and um, came back in a couple weeks later and said, something is wrong with my hands. And she looked at me and she broke out the pins and she started checking to make sure that you know, my, I, my nerves weren't damaged. And I said, no, I can feel that just fine. She said, well, what do you mean? You, you know, something's wrong with your hands. And I said, well, I just can't, they don't feel right. And she looked at me and she looked at me again. And she said, you mean you're not in pain because these braces are supporting your fingers and keeping them from dislocating. 
And I hadn't realized that. I hadn't realized that I had been navigating my entire life, most of my life, especially when I had started drawing and been practicing art, um, by sensing where my hands were in space by where the pain was. And once I started using the braces, I actually had to teach myself how to draw again because I couldn't figure out where my hand was related to the page without that pain. So that was one of those things that I, one thing that I considered absolutely normal that it turns out was not at all. And that was pretty amazing. Um, the other thing that Chelsea said and that, that Mary Robinette seconded was that aspect of pushing yourself 110%. Um, and something to go with what Howard was saying about, you know, working all weekend. Um, we talk about the crunch. We talk about fitting in work. And I want to reiterate something um, that I started to say before, which is that pushing yourself is a choice. It's a choice that you make. It's not something that someone can say to a disabled person, you shouldn't be doing this because X. I mean, that's a conversation between you and your doctor. But in many cases, I will choose to push myself for a goal, knowing that I will then have to rest later. And that's something that I really feel very strongly is, is a decision that is given to able-bodied people all the time and should not be taken away from disabled people for the same reason. A hundred percent. We're going to pause. Uh, having said that, <laughs> I am going to ask you to pause. My collapsible soapbox. It's right there. Just <laughs> Wait, we're gonna, do um, I get a nap now? This sounds no, awesome. No, you know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications at TryLifeMD.com? We're now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. It's fun to put on jeans that you couldn't get into six months ago. Every morning, I look forward to getting on the scale. For anybody who's struggling with their weight, it's a godsend. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at trylifemd.com. That's T R Y L I F E M D.com. Save big on brunch for mom, all in the Kroger app. 
Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. No, we're going to pause for Book of the Week. So no oh. one gets to stop working. We're just going to work on something else. Um, so, uh, Fran, actually, you have the Book of the Week this week. I do. It is a fantastic gender-bent retelling of The Three Musketeers called One for All. And it is by Lily Lanehoff. Um, it came out this past spring, and it is an NPR uh, favorite book. It has a junior uh, library guild recommendation. It's got starred reviews all over the place. This is a disabled author, um, Lily Lanehoff, who um, rewrote and retold The Three Musketeers from the point of view of Tanya DeBats, who is 16, um, and trying to sort through a world um, while experiencing uh, chronic dizziness, vertigo, and fainting spells that can incapacitate her at inopportune times. Um, meanwhile, she's an amazing uh, sword fighter and wants to take her father's place as a musketeer. So this is just action scenes, great fight scenes without a lighting or erasing disability from an author who is herself dis disabled. And I just think it's fantastic. Ah, I, I'm, I'm very excited about this book. I want to read it. Um, you, you know, something that you said uh, before we, we I, I forced us to go to break um, was, um, was about the idea of trade-offs. Um, so one thing that I, I have is, um, and I've talked about this some, is I have an essential tremor. And it's, it's pretty mild. Um, and most of my day-to-day -day life, it, it, the, the way it affects me is that um, thumb typing on my phone is a disaster. <laughs> but, but otherwise, it's, it's largely invisible. Um, however, I'm also a professional puppeteer. And there are styles of puppets that I can no longer do. Um, and, and I didn't want to talk about it at all about having this because I knew that people were going to write me out of all roles and not trust me to turn things down on my own. But in addition to that, there's a medication that I can take that, that knocks the tremor out. Um, but when I take that medication, my asthma medication doesn't work. So I have to make a choice. <laughs> Do you want to breathe or move? Right. Oh. Right. Um, and fortunately, I am at a place where I can make that choice and still be functional but and still do my job. But that's not the case for everybody. So when we're talking about working through disability, there are going to be days where that trade-off, you know, between which which thing are you going to, which choice are you going to make? Are you going to make picking your deadline or being able to go and do a thing? Are you going to, you know, what, what trade-off are you going to make? And also, what trade-offs are people going to make for you? 
Um, and and in part and parcel of that is that uh, there is an assumption when you are uh, disabled, especially as a creative, that you you have one disability. When many of us work through multiple disabilities um, and work with multiple disabilities, I think that's an important uh, preposition. With we we have found our own ways of, to to make this work for us, and this is one of those big your mileage may vary situations where certain things work for us that might not work for you in the exact way that we're describing, but it may work for you modified. And that's, that's totally legitimate. But one of the things that I want to talk about is that there are, um, we've, we've talked a lot about um, physical disabilities, but I do want to talk about mental aspects as well. And so I'm going to kick that um, first back to Mary Robinette, um, asking if you can talk about both depression and ADHD. And then Chelsea, if you'll pick up from there, if you would be willing to talk a little bit about um, anxiety. So this starts with what Chelsea was talking and Fran was talking about is that we have no idea what normal is. Um, So I was 45 when I was diagnosed with depression. and in hindsight, I had had it my entire life, but um, but there were so many things that I I just thought was you know like of course you work really hard and then you know and then you you I thought I thought burnout was what was happening to me. And it turns out that is not the case. Um, it was you know in hindsight, it's like oh I have I have always had depression, and so learning how to deal with that as an adult has been. Fascinating. And I, I realized it by listening because I was hearing other people talk about it. The other one is ADHD, uh, which I was just diagnosed when I was 50. Um, and I am, uh, for those keeping track, I am uh, 53 now. Um, again, in hindsight, it has always been there. But it also, one of the reasons that I didn't realize that I had it is my dad has it and has never been diagnosed. My brother has it. My niece, my nephews, all to varying degrees. Actually, I think my niece does not, but my my two nephews do. And, and I just thought that that was the way brains worked and didn't realize that all of my problems with time management, all of my problems with five different thoughts colliding into my head at the same time, um, all of my problems with just, you know, where I cannot work on a thing for unknown reasons were all tied into the way my brain was built. And so for me, what, uh, what having a diagnosis has done is that it's allowed me to tap into a community and borrow other people's tools. I've built my own coping mechanisms over the course of my life. And it's also very clear. It's like, oh, this is why this is why theater works really well for me, because you've got a short time span and you've got urgency. But a lot of what I have been having to learn to do now um, is figure out ways in which to to work with my brain instead of against my brain, because most of my life has been trying to make my brain fit into the boxes that society has around it. You know, this is how a brain is supposed to work. Um, And what I'm trying to do now is 
uh, work with my brain. It's like, this is what my brain is good at. This is what my brain is really not good at. And, uh, and, and learn to learn to maximize that. And it's, it's tricky. But the, the first part of it is, uh, is acknowledging that it exists and, uh, and, and, and then reading deeply about it. <laughs> Sometimes I do hyper-focus on research about that. I'm just going to say. Thank you so, thank you so much for sharing that and talking about it in terms of working with, because I think that's really, um, it, it's helpful to me to hear that from you. So thank you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Chelsea. Hi. Okay. So I'm going to talk a little bit about my overlap on the Venn diagram, because I also have ADHD, but my big thing now is anxiety. Um, so I have all of the ADHD toolbox things and, a lot of a lot of the reason why I can do this is because I accept that this is how I do it, and there's nothing wrong with that, mm-hmm. and I don't need to fix that. I just need to do it the way that I naturally already do it, and and that's fine. The modifier is that my first impulse for just about everything is fear and the worst case scenario. And this is fantastic Mm. when I'm writing a plot of a book, but it's also (laughs) great when I need to go to the grocery store. (laughs) (laughs) Were were we in conversation once where you had to give someone, not an editor's explicit instructions, not to ask you what the worst possible thing could possibly be? Yes. Yes. I think that about was, that yeah. all the time. Yeah. I, I, I have to. If you ask me what is the worst thing that could possibly happen, I will be like, I will be walking down the street minding my own business when I am suddenly hit by a bus. <laughs> I'm not laughing at you. I'm laughing with you because that was. That oh, was no. Not- I mean, I said it to be funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I have to tell people don't tell me that I can get to this whenever it's like no you have to give me a specific deadline if you if you tell me get to it whenever you have time i will never have time it will right? never happen never and never. howard i want to get back to you um because you are dealing with something right now that is impacting your ability to not only work but to fill out those important medical forms and probably hold a very important cup of coffee and all of these things are not necessarily new. You've said you've done this before, but it's impacting your life right now. It's the thing, the thing to recognize is that, uh, since, um, since early 2020, I contracted COVID and developed what I call LC CFS. It is the chronic fatigue syndrome set of symptoms that some people get with long COVID. And it is possible, I'm going to leave the medical explanation as to why for another day, it is possible that that has impacted the healing process in my hand. Because when I pushed myself too hard at Gen Con, I knew this is going to hurt, I'm going to be miserable, and I'm not going to be able to get any work done until Wednesday. And then I'm going to force myself to rest all the way until next Monday. That is how hard I am pushing myself. 
And then I came out of Gen Con and realized this hurts a lot more than I was expecting it to hurt. And then I took a week off and realized this isn't getting better. And so the conversation that we have about our coping mechanisms and about our choices, you know, push, uh, but then plan to rest, um, I got ambushed. I pushed, I planned to rest and realized, no, I did I did some serious damage. Um, I have and I have a large litany of coping mechanisms, and my very favorite one has been a guest on this podcast before, Sandra. Um, <laughs> Chelsea, when you talk about anxiety, there are things that will trigger anxiety for me, uh, things coming in via email. Um, Sandra screens my email. And she doles out tasks to me based on her understanding of when I'm ready to hear about it. And Actually, Howard, that's a really good segue into the homework this week. Then let's then let's segue because I could talk about Sandra for an entire three episodes, and, and everybody will love it except Sandra. Uh, <laughs> no, I, no, I love I would love to hear you, but I'm going to do the homework. Okay, do it. All right. So today's homework is not writing homework specifically. This is about um, exploring your writing space, space and schedule. This is about process, not product. So for this week, I want you to look at. We want you to look at what tools you have in place to take care of your physical needs and your physical self while you are writing or being creative. Um, just as you set up your workspace with a laptop or a pen or a pencil and paper, think about where you work. Is this chair supportive to your posture? Is this a place that has good lighting? Think about where, how often you stretch. Um, you see a lot of writers shaking their hands out after a, a couple of hours. This is a good idea for lots of different reasons, but think about how often you stretch, how much you hydrate. Um, do you have check-in points or times or people that you can check in with to see if you might be in physical or emotional pain and not know it? Just take stock of what you have and then take stock of what you would like to have. Um, I know several of us, um, Chelsea in particular, they run an amazing uh, occasional reminder on Twitter. If you want to follow them, that you will get regular reminders to hydrate, which is hugely useful to all kinds of writers. But just make a list this week of what you have in your writing process that supports you physically and emotionally and what you wish to have, in part because this is about finding ways to work with what you have to keep working for the long term. Great advice and good homework. So this has been Writing Excuses. You're out of excuses. Now go study your workspace. For this episode of Writing Excuses, your hosts were Will Alexander, Fran Wild, C.L. Polk, 
Howard Taylor, and Mary Robinette Kowal. It was engineered by Marshall Carr Jr. and mastered by Alex Jackson. For more, check out writingexcuses.com. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.